Well, can y'all hear me? Loud and clear. Nothing like impromptu speeching. <laughs> you know, um, just a little personal note. When I was in the ninth grade, that was many years ago, I flunked my ninth grade English class because I couldn't get up and do book reports in front of the class. And so, in my freshman year, my junior year, I still hadn't made up the ninth grade English class. And you had to have four years of it to graduate. So, in my senior year, in order to get graduation credits, I had to do senior English and I had to do freshman English. Talk about embarrassing. Huh? But anyway, I don't want to drag on that. But I made it up and I did graduate. But it was because of impromptu speaking because I, I, I was scared to death. I couldn't do it hardly. And it, it's a frightening experience. And then what happens? Steve calls me up here. But anyway... I was, uh, all week I was studying on the scripture that I was going to give a message today in Sunday school. Well, lo and behold, I had the dates messed up. And I came in this morning and was speaking about it. And Steve said, well, Joe's doing today's lesson. So, well, great. Let's me off the hook, you know. <laughs> but... Um, but anyway, and when I got up this morning, the Spirit um, changed my whole outlook on what I had been reading all this past week. And He brought me to Palm Sunday today. And those Scriptures came into my mind and my heart. And I was thinking about the events of what took place and um, before Jesus, the day before, they went into Jerusalem. He had had supper and dinner with Mary and Martha and Lazarus, the one he raised from the dead. And there was all kinds of people around. Him. On his way to Jerusalem, he healed a blind man, or Pugless, I think was his name. And all these people are around him. When he goes into Jerusalem on a colt, a donkey, everybody's Hosanna, Hosanna. Praise to God. Glorifying Him. And all blessings. Four days later, those same people are telling Pilate, to crucify him. Hang him on a cross. Let Barnabas go. Crucify Jesus. The one they had seen do all these miracles for years prior. The one they had praised. 
And I thought, Lord, let me not be like those people. And I thought of all the blessings that the Lord has blessed me with the past few years, things that have happened in my life that I know was God only. No way it could have happened if it hadn't have been for God. I've seen a lot of y'all in here. And I know a lot of y'all in the prayers that you've prayed. And I know a lot of them that have been answered. So I know that y'all believe the same thing. That it was God that was involved in it. So I thought... How do I keep from doing that when I go through different situations, when I encounter different circumstances, when I go through trials and tribulations, when my son is diagnosed with a brain tumor and immediate surgery? How do I and my brother-in-law who six months ago weighed 190 pounds, and now he weighs like 70 pounds. Years younger than me. And I'm thinking, Lord, why are you doing this? Why is this happening to me? Why are you punishing all these people when I know they haven't done anything wrong? And the only thing I could think of was Scripture. You know, in Romans, I think it's 12.2, He says, the renewing of your mind. And what Paul is talking about is we cannot live our lives thinking and acting in worldly fashions. In our flesh controlling our guide and our emotions and our actions. We have to allow the Spirit of Jesus Christ to do that for us. On everything that we go through, everything we encounter, that is our objective to seek out what the Spirit tells us to do. And because of God's love for us, He will grant that to us. He will give us the peace in those situations. In all instances. He will. Romans 8.28, he says, and we all know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Now, that's probably a memory verse for a lot of people in here. It is for me. But what I get into sometimes is I memorize those verses, and then when something comes up, I think, well, God does all things, you know, good for people. And it, but I forget 
the rest of it. And that's something we get into or I get into a lot of times. I don't read the Scripture before and after and get the full context of the meanings. And that Romans 8.28 does say that. But if you go on down and read 29, it gives you the explanation of how you can do that. Because it's 29, he says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among the brethren. So how do we... uh get God to cause all these good things, we have to be conformed to His Son, Jesus Christ. Which goes back to the part about renewing our mind and allowing the Spirit to guide us and direct us in all things that we encounter. Um, that's it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I didn't want to drag anything on, but... Uh, it was just bothering me this morning when I was thinking about all the people praising Christ and praising the entrance into Jerusalem. And then the very next few days, it is crucifying. And I just pray that... Um, well, let me just pray. Father, we just uh, want to give You thanks and praise, Lord, for all the blessings in our lives. All the things that you show us and bless us with. We ask, Father, that you would just strengthen us and allow the Spirit to guide us in all situations when we encounter different things and problems that would be focused on trusting in you and trusting in all the things that you've taught us and told us. Let your Spirit, Father, give us all strength and all those substances. In Jesus' name, amen.